Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on the State of Ukraine, a recent increase in cyber attacks coming from Russia. Despite predictions, Russian cyber attacks have not been a major factor in the war in Ukraine. However, Russian cyber criminals have recently been ramping up attacks on the rest of the world. NPR cybersecurity correspondent Jenna McLaughlin spoke to Adrian Florido about what this increase might mean. First off, remind us about the relationship between ransomware attacks and Russia. Yeah, so Russia has this really obvious reputation for having advanced cyber capabilities. They've burrowed into U.S. networks to spy. They've shut off the power grid in Ukraine years before launching a full-scale invasion. But I think maybe the more important cyber capability the Russian government has now is its close ties to cyber criminal networks, people living in Russia and in countries within Moscow's sphere of influence. So these guys break into victims' networks and encrypt their files, demanding money in exchange for unlocking them and not making them public. It's called ransom. Somewhere. The U.S. government has spoken more and more openly about this relationship. They say that the intelligence shows that Russian cyber criminals are given freedom, they're given leniency in exchange for moonlighting and acting for the Russian government. So what exactly have these cyber criminals been doing for the Russian government? So we've seen the connection ebb and flow, and a lot of that has to do with the war and what Russia needs at that moment. In 2022, there was actually a marked decrease in ransomware. And partially that's because the Russian cyber criminals were probably summoned by the government to help out in the war effort. But what's really interesting is that right now, the ransomware numbers are skyrocketing again in 2023. Here's Jackie Burns Coven, who studies ransomware for blockchain analysis company Chainalysis. 2023 is actually on pace to be one of, if not the worst year in terms of ransomware payments. So far this year, we're tracking at least $450 million in ransomware payments through June, really seeing an uptick in average demands. Wow, $450 million. That's a lot of money, Jenna. Uh, What do experts think is going on here? It is a lot. Uh, I heard a couple of interesting theories about that. The first is that Russia mired in war and licking its wounds from that recent mutiny by Russian mercenaries is giving these cyber criminals free reign to try and cause chaos around the world. Coven said it's kind of like Putin might have given a release the hounds command. You know, it's also a lot easier these days to launch ransomware attacks. There's a lot of stolen malware that's been leaked online. But the flip side of this narrative could be that Russia doesn't actually have as much control over these hackers as they might hope. Either way, one conclusion that I reached after talking to all these experts is that, you know, as long as Russia exists in its current state, ransomware probably isn't going anywhere. Well, it all sounds, you know, pretty dire. Uh, Is there anything that organizations can do about it? Yeah, so the good news is that the U.S. and its allies are having some success against ransomware. Government agencies have been able to get back some money that's been paid to ransomware gangs. They've gotten decryptor tools to help unlock files. They've even broken into ransomware gangs' internal systems and forced them to disperse and regroup later. Meanwhile, it seems like the safe space for cyber criminals near Russia is shrinking. There was a recent arrest of a Russian cyber criminal in Kazakhstan. So these guys really can't travel. They probably have to do what Russia tells them to do or else. And there is a lot of uncertainty about Russia's future right now. Plus, you know, organizations can always ramp up their cyber defenses to prevent an attack like that in the first place. I've been speaking with NPR cybersecurity correspondent Jenna McLaughlin. Thanks so much. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. Our podcast is produced by me, Greg Dixon, and edited by Nishant Dahia. Please come back soon. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Betterment. The emotional build of a will-they-won't-they love story is never chill, but your investing portfolio should be. Betterment is the investing app that lets you be totally chill about your finances. Their automated technology and tax-smart tools are easy to set up, so you can focus on navigating any will-they-won't-they love stories that come your way. Betterment. Be invested and totally chill. Learn more at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. This advertisement comes from our paid sponsor, Fundrise. High interest rates mean that real estate assets are available at a discount compared to previous valuations. The Fundrise flagship fund plans to expand its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. Add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio at fundrise.com NPR. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund before investing. Read the prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR.